This podcast is on iTunes and Google Play, which you can find simply by searching Sportsblog New York Podcast or go to sportsblognewyork.com, click on the podcast tab. Any of those articles will lead you in the right direction. Also, if you like what you have been hearing on the pod, please leave a rating and review on iTunes or Google Play, whatever floats your boat, because we appreciate every single listener out there. We know we got listeners uh, spread out across the nation with a little bit of, actually not a little bit, of obviously strong base in the New York area. So, so if you like what you've been hearing about New York sports, some national sports as well, leave a little rating, leave a little review, and we'll greatly appreciate it. Today, we have the NFL Draft. It's tonight. I think we did an NFL Mock Draft podcast maybe two months ago. And if you listened to the episode on Monday, you know that my thoughts on Mock Drafts may have changed a little bit. They're nonsense, Mel Kuyper Jr. is coming out with mock draft, what, like 40 nowadays? What's going to happen in the night of draft? Probably everything you thought wasn't going to happen. But that's just my opinion. And that's why we have three other guests in the house tonight. We got recurring guests on the pod every single week. Phil DeMeo. What's up, brother? Welcome back, Pete. Yes, yes. Good to be back with everybody here. Yeah. Very we, got, we also got Joe Staubach. He's been on the pod numerous times before. How you doing, Pete? Nice to be back. Of course, and last but not least, we got a new member of the podcast team today. We got Darren Carbone, and he's pumped up to talk about the NFL draft. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Uh, good to be here, and uh, very excited for a very deep NFL draft this year. That's what it's all about. So this, this draft is actually very interesting, and you heard my comments about what I said on Monday, about how I think the mock drafts are ridiculous, there's way too many out there, you don't really know what's going to happen. Give me a big board. I want to hear about the players. I don't want to hear about two, three, four, five, six. Let's talk about players, and that's what we're going to do today. Obviously, we're going to talk a little bit about who fits on what team, who you know, who might fall to the second round, this and that. But do, how do you guys feel about my my little take there, oh, Darren? I'll go to you first as a new guy. How do you feel about my take on mock drafts? I mean, I I agree with you. Mock drafts are they it's nuts because there's so many trades that happen on draft night, and mock drafts are just ruined from that point. I mean, it's hard to predict a trade, not for nothing. But, I mean, I'm not a fan of mock drafts. I'm, I'm about the big board. I like and When we're going into the draft, I like thinking who's the best player, who's, where can I get this guy later in the draft. I'm more like that. I'm not really about mock drafts either. Oh, so you're on, you're on my team here. I'm definitely I love it. Joe, what about you? Uh, I also kind, kind of tend to agree with you. I think mock drafts are more just uh, for fun. Like something you do when you sit down and you're just bored or you want to, you know, bullshit with your friends a little bit. But, uh, yeah, like you and Darren said, I mean, one trade could just offset everything and it's impossible to predict. All right, so you're a little bit more reasonable with the mock drafts because you do have fun with it. I know you have a lot of fun with the draft of uh, the NBA, which is coming up as well. Of course. Check out Joe's (laughs) article on sportsblognewyork.com. He has a big board. I like that. You You did a big board on sportsblognewyork.com, the number one through 30 prospects coming into this year's NBA draft. Really good read, so check that out as well. Phil, what about you? Mock drafts, how I'll, you feel? I'll play Dumbledore's Advocate. I like them. I think they're, like Joe said, they're fun. Don't look too much into the trades because you really can't predict those either. So yeah, I, you, I take it out as it is. Like 49ers, for example, you, it's like, you do the whole big board thing, but let's look at that, who they're going to pick second. 
From the Jack, that, for me, that's the draft. That's what the draft is. San Francisco 49ers. So you can't like, like, avoid that with the big board. So I really like who's going to pick where at this point, and then I rank them through that. So I, I like feeding them. Like This year, like every mock draft was different. So it's a lot of fun seeing who's going to fit where. Because you got to think of, oh, maybe he could go to the Jets. Maybe he could go to the Saints. So I like it. It's fun. I don't overthink it. You can't overthink and it. And I think I'm going to give you props on that, on that point you just made. You do a good job of, you know, taking, say, one mock draft and another mock draft, maybe a third or a fourth, and kind of blending them together yeah. to see the possibilities. Because I, I guess what really bothers me is when you go on Twitter, and Twitter's really bothersome for me a lot of times, you go on there and people will like post about a mock draft and be like, oh my god, I can't believe the Jets are going to take Mitchell Trubisky at six. And I'm like, dude, just relax. Like, hey, it's possible. There's 99 like, yeah. mock drafts out there, and it is possible, but it's also super not possible. So just chill out, wait for draft night. And most of the time, they have to explain their pick. So maybe you read, if you read it, and oh, maybe he's right. Yeah, we could disagree with him. But or maybe the guy said, "Hey, I'm taking a risk here. Yeah, exactly. Throwing Trubisky at six. Who knows what the hell the Jets are gonna yeah. do? It's like but, he's picking a guard. Like he's picking somebody they need. Like so, it works. Yeah, that's a good point. Thank you. All right, I think that that was good. We we buried uh, the mock draft hate from uh, last from last episode on Monday morning, because now it's draft day tonight, round one and two. On Thursday, is that it? On round one, which round one tomorrow, I believe. Is That's it round, round one? Yeah. Two to four, two, five to six. Two, three. And, or, I, and then I think it's four through seven. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Wow, what do and I know? It's one, yeah, it's one <laughs> Thursday, <laughs> one, one Thursday, one night, yeah. two, three, Friday, and Saturday, and like starts the afternoon, four, four through seven. Well, mm-hmm. thank God you guys are here because I would have been wrong the whole time. I thought it was one and two on the first it's right. night. It's all right. No big deal. As long as you know the knowledge about it. That's the most important part. Thank you. I hope I do. We'll see about that. So let's go around the room. Darren, I'll go back to you to start. What is one thing, because we're going to get into a lot of different things here tonight, but what is one thing that stands out to you as very interesting about this draft specifically? Um, plain and simple. When I, when I opened up, I said uh, it, the depth in this draft, it is unbelievable. I'm at defensive back. I'm like That's corner, nickel, safety, free safety, strong safety. You're going to get starting caliber tier players in like, the third, fourth round, and like, I'm not gonna say later than the fourth round, but it's really deep. The deep, the defensive backs, running backs, tight ends, and really all of defense and running back, tight end. But and and honestly, really weak quarterback offensive line area. Everything other than that, I think it's really deep and stacked. So you love the depth of this draft. So we're gonna get in, we're gonna get into that. The DBs, the running backs, the running backs are huge. Couple of huge tight ends coming out probably in the first round. Gonna get into that as well. Joe, how about you? What's one one really interesting point for you? I'm really intrigued by one specific player, and that player happens to be O.J. Howard, the tight end out of Alabama. Um, I think he's overall probably a top-five prospect in this draft, but the thing is, how high do you take a tight end in the NFL draft? Because it's a position that's truly evolving in the NFL, but these teams picking at the front of the draft have so many needs that can you spend a top-10, top-5 pick on a tight end like O.J. Howard? And I've seen, I know we talked about mock dress, but I've seen him go as high as four to Jacksonville and as low as 19 to Tampa Bay. So I think he's very, very intriguing prospect. And, you know, how crazy do you want to get by taking a tight end that early? You mentioned O.J. Howard, and I hear, you know, from this guy or that guy, what a great fit for the Jets. Right, at six. But six? And the I Jets don't know. Have so many needs. So many needs. That's the thing with the Jets, though. It's like, that's a team who could trade back and possibly still take him. But 
they would are they gonna are they gonna shoot themselves in the foot by doing that? Because he is, I agree with you, Joe, a top five talent. He blocks. He'll pancake you. He'll catch over. He'll catch a touchdown in the red zone. He'll catch one. He'll and he'll break it. He's really good. He's not a burner, but he's gigantic and he does everything you want a tight end to do. In everything. tight end, in tight end terms, he's kind of a burner. Right, like yeah. he, for tight end speed, I mean, he's top tier. Yes, but but if we're gonna think burning speed tight ends, what about Njoku from Miami coming out? And then, um, I mean, he's not as good, but uh, I like Ingram a lot from Ole Miss. But Njoku's got breakaway speed, and yeah, he, he's another interesting tight end. But top five, I agree with you, Joe. So uh, OJ Howard's a good player. The point you made before we go to Phil's interesting point is God forbid the Jets trade back and look to draft O.J. Howard. If you go to 14, he might go 12. And, and like you, you said, know? all these all these GMs are telling each other the wrong stuff. Like, let's say, like, oh, we're going to trade back. Oh, no, we have no interest in taking that play, blah, blah, blah. And then, they, you know, boom, O.J. Howard gone. You don't, you never know. You, know. you never know. And that's why we got to watch on Thursday night, tonight, NFL draft round one. Phil, you interesting guys, point. You guys sent me up for two of my points. Well, first of all, the Jets had 18 uh, catches from the tight end last year. They never had a tight end last. Is nothing college? Is, so is, is that it's, it's a, a record pick. of all time? Yeah, oh. least well, amount of tight. Right, that's 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 something. Yeah. That's impressive. Eighteen bad. is a unit for the yeah. whole season. That 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 I want to look that up. <laughs> oh, look, I uh, I McShay McShay. I know you don't like Mox here, but McShay kind of did like a back to back thing, and uh, McShay has just picking Howard. Anyway, my two most intriguing things. Well, I'll go with um, OJ Howard's teammate Ruben Foster. You've seen him mock from maybe from two to twenty twenty one to the line, so and he has a little, little maybe a bad side to him, bad boy side to him. But yeah, you're a linebacker, you're crazy. So I think he'd be the best defensive player in this draft. That was very intriguing to me. And like we said before, I'm really intrigued by who's gonna trade up and trade down. Because trade up usually means you know a, a franchise player or a quarterback. And there might not be a it's definitely not a, like a franchise quarterback right now in this draft. So at least a surefire. People people definitely want to trade down to get those extra picks, but who's gonna trade up? That's my big most intriguing question. That is interesting, and, and you what, know, I, I didn't mean no, to go, cut you off go, right go, there. Go ahead. But uh, what about the Browns, though? That's a that's a team that could trade up, or possibly even trade well, back. Let's start they with have, how they how many picks they have? They can do both. They have they have, <laughs> they have over. Tw- they, I don't know if they have twenty exactly. How many picks they, they have? One. They, ha- they 12, have by 33. far the most, I think. So who knows? They can trade up. They can trade back. That's that's an interesting situation. But if, aside, if I were the Browns, I would package a number of picks for like. Two players who are actual NFL players. Like I'll I'll trade five picks for like one or two play like two players. You know what I mean? You need a quarterback. That's what it comes down to. Look, they want to add more names to that jersey list they have in Cleveland. That that's it's it's longer than the jersey. That that list is gonna. They want to hit the floor. Those people. So they don't even want a quarterback. So they have one, twelve, thirty three, fifty two, sixty five, and one hundred eight. Oof, that's a lot of damage. And they have, I'm sure they have two. They may have three second round picks. Well, I seen something where they had like a bunch of picks. Like they have the most picks in, in like the next three years or something yeah. like that. Like because they made so many trades and got and got so many picks. It's now, what do you do with those assets? Because now you have the ammo to get whoever you want. Really, I'm saying you just got to get NFL players. Like I don't okay. care. Yeah. Like, if you're able to feel confident, you're gonna hit in those late picks in the draft. By all means, try your best. But my goal would be to you know, package a few picks. Whether whether it be like a twelve and then a later round pick, and get two players who have played in the NFL before, 
and are proven talents. Not like great players. That doesn't really guys who just anymore, live in the league. But I, I love it. Guys I, who I live in the league. I love when they trade draft picks for proven players. Mm-hmm. Like, and you see it pop up on the TV when you're watching the draft. Oh, he's gone now. Oh, oh, and they moved up now to take this player. It's 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 good stuff, you know? Look at the Falcons with the Browns. They trade up for Julio Jones. Can you, think, can you name who they gave up in that trade? Doesn't matter. The Falcons got Julio Jones. So, But it could burn you too. So we'll see. Absolutely. Um, my interesting thing is I'm going to say broader the running back situation because if you think about from the middle of the season of the college football season, Fournette was the guy. Like even before before the season, last season in NCAA football, Fournette was the guy. And he hasn't specifically helped his stock since then, but it's not bad either. Obviously, this guy is going to be one of the first running backs off the, off the board. Then when you think about McCaffrey, Delvin Cook, and the guy who I think is the most interesting is Joe Mixon. I haven't heard a talent evaluator, and I'm going to emphasize that, talent evaluator, talking about his on-field play only, say this guy is worse than a late first-round pick. Have you guys heard someone who's a talent evaluator say Joe Mixon should be drafted in the second or third round, fourth round? No. Everybody says... Joe Mixon is talented enough to be a first-round running back as good as McCaffrey, as good as Fournette. So my thought process is GM goes, all right, this guy clearly has problems. Maybe we'll take a PR hit. Let's try to straighten him out because this guy might be a stud. But the tricky part is do you reach or do you think other GMs might reach too? So it, it gets really tricky. Do you think other people are going to reach for him? Or do you think he's going to fall because of the off-the-field stuff? That's the interesting storyline for me. It's tough. It's really tough because you never know. One guy might like him a lot, like a, like a lot more than someone who wouldn't even draft him. But in terms of the running backs, uh, the, the threat it's so deep. The, every single one of those guys look like they're gonna. They, they look like they can't miss. Dalvin Cook, unbelievable. Uh, some people think he's the best runner out of all of them. I've never seen a guy move. Like Christian McCaffrey in my life. Reggie Bush. I, I mean, but look at Christian McCaffrey and he moves like that. It's 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 unreal. And like you said, Fournette in college, he was the whole reason LSU was even relevant. Like on on the offensive side of the ball, at least like they moved the ball because of him. They were feeding him. He's a workhorse guy. He makes that cut and he could get like 15-20 or he can bust one. They all look like they're re- they're ready to play day one. And you know, you hear a lot about certain guys, and the, you know, a guy who we haven't even brought up yet is Miles Garrett, the almost surefire number one pick. So, what's the only knock on him is his drive, his work ethic. When you look at Christian McCaffrey and think about his career, you know that that guy wants to be successful in the league as much, if not more, than any player in the whole draft. So, you look at him, you see what his body looks like now, you see the way his legs move. And the, the way he He's reads holes, you know he puts the work in. And it's, it's as simple as that. And not saying other guys don't. So I'll, I'll change the statement to he works as, as hard for the league as anybody in the draft. And he's very, he's very interesting because you could put him in the slot too. I think you're going to see a lot of him in the slot now. Such a natural catcher. Yeah, so I think he'll be in the slot a lot. Kendrick, it's hard to think of a comparison right now. Like maybe a Deion Lewis, but he, I think he's better, better than Deion Lewis. It also depends where he goes. He goes to the Bengals, he goes to the Giants maybe, if he falls that deep. Imagine him in the open field with Odell and Marshall. But I don't think he'll, he'll last 23. But I think he's very, very interesting. Just in today's NFL. I feel like maybe six, seven years ago, he wouldn't be as um, 
as like wanted as value, but now I feel he's in a he's hitting that about in a perfect time. And goddamn, in a PPR in fantasy, I'll yeah, take right? him. Yeah, right. He's going five, six <laughs> touches a game, right? Especially with I mean, Cam Newton, maybe Cam Newton needs a little accuracy help, just a little dump off to Christian McCaffrey a couple couple times. That's interesting stuff. All right, so we have a lot to talk about. This is the Sports Blog New York podcast. I'm here with Darren, Phil, Joe, and of course myself. As you hear me talking. But if you like what you've been hearing so far, don't forget to leave a rating and review because uh, we really enjoy doing this pod. The NFL draft is something super exciting. It's been talked about for years. But uh, if you like what you've been hearing, rate, review, iTunes, Google Play, the whole nine. Tell your friends too because uh, trying to grow this thing up to be a, a, a good, happy, not happy, you know, well-viewed everything, the whole nine podcast. And uh, hopefully you're enjoying the show. But let's keep moving. Let's talk about some stuff. I think – So I'll keep it in the running back um, position – Leonard Fournette, Darren. What do you think of Leonard Fournette? If I, if I, I like give you a guess. How many carries did he have in three years? Would you say? In three years, how many carries did he have? Mm. I'm gonna take. Can I take a guess? Yeah, go. Two fifty. Not even close. Three years. Three. Oh, three fifty. Um, I'll go. I'll go five hundred. Three years, probably more than that. So maybe like maybe like seven fifty. Six hundred sixteen. Holy 616. hell! He had three hundred twenty fifteen. Plus he had he had um he had with with his catches six hundred fifty seven plays from scrimmage. That's a lot. I don't wear the tire. Yo, they love giving him the ball. He was the he was the whole reason they so were moving like, the ball. You know, like you, when you buy a car, you said you lose value off the lot. Yeah. Well, he his tires are almost. Not, he's, he's had injury problems. Yeah. His ankle. So that's the that's year. the only thing I don't like with him. He, he, he yes, the, exactly. His ankles. He was hurt last year too. It hurt his draft stock a little bit. But he's still the number one guy on a lot of people's boards. I love Christian McCaffrey. I think I think he's he's hard. He's hard nosed uh, blue collar guy. He comes in, does the work, uh, and he moves like something I've never seen. He'll run through you. He'll spin around you. It, he jukes. He he he's unreal. So let me put you on the spot then. Listen. You're, I'm going to say, no specific team. You're just, to make you an average NFL team, you're the 15th pick. Whatever, I don't even know who it is. Don't even tell me. I don't okay. care. Right. Your average NFL team, you have the 15th pick. Is it the Colts? Yeah. Well, whatever. Uh, all right, all right. You're, Not, uh, just, just a scenario. 15th pick. McCaffrey or Fournette? I would, I, I, I like McCaffrey better, but... I mean, strictly talking running backs, if middle of the draft, if Christian McCaffrey's there, I'm going to take him. But, I mean, a lot of people think Fournette's a top 10 pick. But who are you you're taking McCaffrey I, I'm over I'm taking Fournette. McCaffrey over Fournette. If you, in your head, you got, you, you're taking a running back with your pick. Those two guys are on your board. Who do you take? You're taking McCaffrey. I'm taking Christian McCaffrey. I mean, I think if you put Christian McCaffrey on the Panthers as opposed to Fournette, I think they'd be better because he brings more to the table in terms of, in terms of more catching out of the backfield and stuff and... I mean, Fournette's, Fournette's an in-between-the-tackles outside runner. Like, he's he can run the ball. Like, I mean, McCaffrey does it all. Like, I, I just let's I think, think he's great. Let's think about running backs in the league. Who does Fournette's style compare to? I'll open this to anybody. I, I like, I think DeMarco Murray a little yeah. bit. He's not as big as him physically, but he's also a lot younger. Murray's he's bigger. Give him, he's bigger than him. Murray's way bigger. That's what uh, I'm saying. Uh, but like, for, no, I'm talking like muscle, muscle, muscle. I don't muscle know about that. Fournette's a big dude. But, yeah, but Mark, Demarco wears a, a bull. He'll, he, you know what I'm saying? He runs behind that line. But with Fournette, he, I, I, I think they have similar traits in terms of running it between the tackles and can, they're bigger guys that can catch the ball somewhat out of the backfield. Do you think this whole thing with say the style of an Adrian Peterson 
who I think of stylistically, the way they go downhill. Fournette reminds me of the way Adrian Peterson runs a little bit because it's so much of, you know, under center and get downhill between the tackles. Do you think that style is just taken out of the game enough to where Fournette gets neutralized? I think Because Adrian Peterson has been neutralized, even though he's been really injured recently. Yeah. With some teams, yeah, it all depends what the teams want to do. There are some teams who, look at the Broncos a few years ago, when they all they did was run the ball. Like, you know, there are teams that want to play uh, power, power smash-mouth football. But, and other teams want to throw it all over the place 60 Most times a game. Yeah, now, it, it, I mean, and I think the league likes that more too, that everyone throwing the ball around like that. Bigger plays, touch, more touchdowns, higher scoring games. I think the NFL eating that up. I think they don't want the run game to be there no more. But I, I love teams that can run the ball because when it comes down, when you got to win games and you're on the road and going to the playoffs, I'd, ra- I'd rather if my team was it more able to guaranteed run the ball as opposed to, throwing the ball because team, some of those teams that throw the ball get locked down. I want a team who can run the ball. Well, look at the Super Bowl teams, Falcons, Patriots. Yeah, yeah, Matt Ryan and Tom Brady, but they ran the ball pretty well. The Falcons had Freeman and Coleman, and the Patriots had you know five guys who could run the ball. So it's definitely still a factor in the NFL. You can't just pass the ball. Ask Aaron Rodgers, ask Matthew Stafford. They, you can't rely on the pass. Absolutely. I think the balance is the key. Even uh, you think about Big Ben and Antonio Brown. What are they without Le- Le- Le'Veon Bell? Correct. So, and even when they had the other receivers, even the Giants. So, look at the Giants. I mean, they kind of they, you like run the ball fifty times a game. But the interesting thing with these running that. backs is this: the, the, all of them, I think, are guys who can come in and just do it by themselves. But look at everyone else in the NFL. It's all running back. It's all by the committee. committee. Yeah. They, everyone has a, has a stable or tries to have a stable of backs and have everyone bring something else to the table. That's why I love Christian McCaffrey because he runs it, he catches it, he does it all. I think so. it makes them more valuable because now you don't have to rely all on them the whole game. You can put them for 15 carries. Give McCaffrey 10 carries and 6 catches. So it's going to work. Yeah, well that, that's what teams want to do. This isn't, this isn't yeah. really possible, but imagine if Fortnite and McCaffrey were on the same team. They'd be why, a, why can't the Browns they, do that? They have two picks right there. Yeah, imagine will, they did they that. Will, that would never happen, but it's, you know what I'm saying? Season. They have two picks in the top in the top 12. They could pull that off hey, if they wanted to. I'm saying Fortnite will like, be there at 5. McCaffrey will be there at 12. That would be that would, that would be the Browns. That would be... I've seen it all the time. Why did they trade off for like McCaffrey? They trade off for McCaffrey. <laughs> that would be fun. I mean, I could, I'm saying like Madden 18 comes out next year. There's plenty of there's plenty of drafts. No, like you know you do fantasy draft and like franchise on Madden. Plenty of fantasy drafts on Madden end up with like Fortnite and McCaffrey because it's way more possible there when you draft young, develop obviously if you're smart in video games. That's 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 a good hypothetical right there though. All right, well let's move on from running backs. Unless do anyone got last points on running backs? Uh, I just want to touch on Mixon a little bit. Oh, I'm glad. Um, I do think that it's possible he goes at the end of the first round. If a team like Green Bay, who's a really good franchise, you know, they take care of their players, at the end of round one, they're in need of a running back, I think that would be a really good spot for him because, you know, they're one of the best franchises in the NFL. He's not going to a place like Cleveland. I think they can handle the PR move, and I think that would be a really good spot for him because they're really in desperate need of a running back. That's an interesting fit. And I, I with him, I, I don't even think about fit in a franchise, I guess. But I guess it's important. The stability for someone who has a history of, obviously, you know, this is not the time or the place we're going to actually sit down and talk about what he did domestic violence-wise. But if you're in a stable franchise, like, that all helps. And especially a place like Green Bay, I feel like they're pretty good at 
keeping things under the wraps, you know? It's like not like the Jets, for right. example. Right, not coming to New York. If the Jets had a guy like oh, that, God. it would be but bad news bears. I just don't think... For the Jets. I, I, don't, I don't see him going in the first round because there's just too much talent at, at the position and he, you can get him in the later rounds. I mean, yes, I, I could see a team like the Packers in the later rounds taking him. I agree with you, something like that. No question, then. But wait, I just want to touch up quick, though, first. on If we're talking about Oklahoma running backs... Samaje Perrine, he was the bruising guy for Oklahoma. He's going to be a late-round pick. That's somebody who's going to want to run the ball in between the tackles at the end of the game. They're going to have that guy, and he's going to want to punch you in the mouth and, and, and making the clock run. But what do you want to ask me for? Um, I'm on record saying I don't want to draw mix on my team. I don't want to root for him. But you say you take him in the later round. Yes. What's the PR difference between taking the first round, third round, and fourth round? That is my point. You're still getting the why you why he's in my team. Why would you pick him? So the answer, I just don't. I just don't think you need to take him okay. in the first round because he's he's going he's going to be there in the later rounds. Is like, he the video is disturbing. But is he? So hey, I, it, I mean, all thirty-two teams are taking uh, the same thing. I know. Oh, I, got, I got him later. I got him later. I got him later. But somebody's gonna somebody's gonna pull the trigger. No. Not, not, Wrong word to say, I guess, but Phil, I know exactly what you're what the point you're trying to make is. So if you take this guy with a history in the first, second, third, or fourth, technically he's still on the squad, right? So what's the difference? And but this is where it gets this interesting. Is the contract, obviously, obviously the money, contract, yeah, the yeah money. but that's besides the point for me. If you think where it gets interesting for me is, say we're a four GMs, so we're sitting around a table and we're talking about how we feel about different situations in the draft. You know, we're getting a feel for it. None of us are saying to each other's faces that we want to take this guy Joe Mixon because we it's like an unspoken that he has this history, he's gonna fall late in the draft. Right? Guys get drafted all the time. It takes drafted. one yeah. guy. Oh, well, he's gonna get drafted no matter what, which is why I think it's all hypocritical. It's all hypocritical. It's all hypocritical. So it, he's if he gets drafted in four or one, like you said, it's no difference. It's all hypocritical. It just takes one guy. To be like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't take him. And then, boom, early second round, he's two, off the board. Two words, Andy Reid. Yeah, Tyree Kill already. Need the running back. Jamal Charles is out of there. Uh, Weston, who's the other there running back? There are so many running backs. Well, they're, they're, well, I, 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 I like, where I like, West are like now, 10 great. of them I like. There are so many good ones you can get in the later rounds, too. The kid James Conner from Pitt. He he he's he's a real good guy. He's a guy who could do it all. Kareem Hunt, Toledo. I mean, he's not a big school name guy, but a lot of these guys can can do it. The, the running back position is stacked. It's going to be interesting to see where these guys go in the second and third day, also. And uh, you know what, Mixon? When did he get his his issue? Was he eighteen? I was he, I mean, was it like two? Yeah. It was a while ago. I and mean, then, hopefully what this about guy's that other one that up? came out? The and they and then they retracted this statement and they said, no, 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 we take it back. I, I the father said, I don't believe you really hurt my daughter. Blah blah blah. But then that's not talking about the video though. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. was the second incident that came out. But it's all interesting. It's all uh, Mixon's mix. We'll see where he falls. It, it it'll be interesting to see where he goes. And also, I'm a fan of him though. I think football player. He's a really good player. I'm just gonna call out Phil real quick because I know he roots for one guy. No, you Who Phil? Phil, you can't root for Joe Mixon. You're closer. Every night, he got suspended. What do you say about that? I think you draw the line. He's entering the league. Chapman was already in the league already. Yankees, they want to sign him, they can sign him. But now these guys want to drop the NFL, I wouldn't give him the first job. All right. I think NFL especially because they already had that problem. So, yeah. like, uh, I just don't want him on my team. I Like, the Jets picked him up. Like, he's hard to me to root for him. But. All right. No, I understand. I understand what you're saying. I just wanted to, uh, I wanted to check... Check it out real quick. I know. That, that I boy's been bringing up to me before. I wanted to keep you straight with the Rollins Chapman. All right, let's now move. You're, you're closer, too. 
My closer too, yeah, and my third baseman. <laughs> Shitty third baseman. Yeah, but guy batting one fifty, Jose Reyes. You know, he he got suspended. He lost his contract. That's why he's in the Mets. Yeah, right. Why? Well, exactly. Anyway, anyways, sports blog New York podcast. I'm here with Darren, Joe, Phil, and me, Peter Kennedy. Hopefully, you're enjoying the show so far. We're moving off running backs now. I think we should hit quarterbacks because obviously quarterbacks are always such a huge part of the NFL draft. They really can change the landscape of what happens, right? So we talked about how mock drafts can get thrown off. No matter what quarterback gets picked first in this draft, whether he's 1, 5, 10, or 25, that changes everything from that point on. Because once one goes, every other team with a quarterback is going to be thinking, or who needs a quarterback goes, oh, when is my guy going to go? So they need to make moves. That's going to be Houston. What? If the quarterback started going before Houston, I think Deshaun. I'll start off Deshaun Watson. It'll be a perfect fit in Houston. They got receivers in Hopkins, Fuller, and uh, what's the other guy? Uh, Braxton Miller. Mm. The tight, well, you don't like Patrick Mahomes in Houston? I don't like Patrick Mahomes. Like, no, no, no I'm saying going to the Texans. No, Texans. Texas Texans. So let's, let's go they about it. They need to start it right now. Let's Texas, go. They're why, winning, why, they're, why can't? Why? You can what, start you, right now. Day one, you can start. Nah, I mean, but that's where they need. Bill should. O'Brien can't develop him. Why Deshaun not? Watson. A lot of talent there. Deshaun Watson is so much better. All right, so let's do an exercise. I mean, yeah, I guess. Let's I, I agree with you. He's more talented, but I mean. He's from you know, a championship program. He's ready to go down. Like He's said, ready to go I, day I love those big arm quarterbacks that could sling it. Look, Clemson had a good right. defense. Houston has a good defense. We'll yeah, Mike Williams, DeAndre Hopkins. The Texans have been in the playoffs two years in a row. Yeah. well, well need a quarterback. All right, so let's. Ryan Boyer and. Let's exercise this one. All right, let's reel it in for a second. Let's go around the room. We started with Darren before. Phil, we'll start with you this time. Top three quarterbacks, go. Hey, it's Watson, Trubisky. Uh, I don't know much about Mahomes. I think Mahomes is a lot of uh, his, the system he ran with very simple system. He wasn't looking at defense as well. He wasn't, you know, against these great defenses playing in the Big uh, Twelve. So I'm, I'm not Mahomes training. If he does well, great for him. I'm, I'll root for him. Probably fun to root for, but you know, I'm not. I'm not putting my eggs in his basket. The only reason I go Kaiser. Kaiser has the tools. He's been a high project for a while. He does have turnover problems. Show the Notre Dame fans. He knows a lot about Kaiser. He's not a fan of him. That says a lot about him. I go. I'm going Watson, Trubisky, and take your pick. Uh, I'll pick uh, Kaiser and Mahomes. Either or. Okay. Joe. Um, Oh oh, wait, Brad. uh, The guy from Miami, Kaya. I think he's gonna be a very interesting pick. I think he could play. I think he could be a, a mid-round pick. One of those, not, not a Dak Prescott, but he could come into camp and he could compete. Mm. So, maybe he'll maybe go to the Giants or like someone who's got to go, maybe the Steelers behind somebody. But if he, he's in a camp where he does competition, he'll, he'll make some noise. Yeah, surprise some people. Interesting. Joe? Uh, I agree. I got Watson on the top. Um, and I kind of agree with Phil. I think Houston's a great place for him because I think it's he's kind of got like, Dak, Quest, Dak Prescott qualities where he's a good leader and if he can step into a good position like Dallas was where he's surrounded by so much talent I think that he could really uh, turn that franchise around as far as winning some games in the postseason um, Trubisky I have two by default just because I really don't like any of the other guys uh, now Kaiser I've seen Kaiser play every single college game I'm a huge Notre Dame fan so I've seen him every single college snap he's ever taken basically I've watched him I just don't trust his decision-making, and sometimes his footwork, he just gets very sloppy, and he'll just start slinging the ball over the place. He makes unnecessary off-balance throws. He's the kind of guy, though, that I think if you give him time to develop for two, three years, sit him on the bench, I think that he can become a really good quarterback because he has all the physical tools. I think you know you really see that, oh, wow, you know maybe if he made a couple better plays, this guy could have been a top-ten pick. 
but it's just his decision making and his footwork sometimes is so sloppy. I mean, his own coach said that he wasn't ready, that he should have. No, he could have used another year. Definitely could have used another year, especially coming off the season Notre Dame had with their four and eight. You know, he could have used another really a show me year, and you know, he just didn't want to come back. To yeah, school. I won't blame him, but Notre Dame was ranked five to come in the year, and they had a terrible season. I does fall on the quarterback at some. It's like some usually some blame for that, especially with some of his turnover woes. Exactly. So he had the hype around him, and he didn't come through. So I'm not a not a fan of him. I'm, I don't like. I I mean, in terms of fir- we talk first round really all the time, but in terms of first round, I don't like any of these guys to be honest. I mean, I think you can get a guy in the in the mid rounds, later rounds, and develop him in like a few years, and he'll be just a, not just as good. But I mean, the, the, obviously the guys that but there's teams who don't have that time they have more time t- exactly. Exactly, they, but I they have a little more talent than them. But I think the, the guys in the later rounds, I, li- I like better. I like I think Davis Webb from Cal. I think he I think he can be one of the better guys out of the out of the group because nobody really stands out to you. Like Even Josh Dobbs from Tennessee. Yeah, like you know, Dobbs gets a little little chatter here and there. Yeah, definitely. Did I have a Pittsburgh Peterson? Um, Peterson something like that. Uh, Nathan uh, Peterman. Peterman, Peterman. Yeah, and uh, he'll he'll. All those guys, mid round, and they could be mid round steals. You never know with those guys. And any, basically, what you just said, you know, Josh Dobbs, he's actually said out like to a press conference or to a reporter or whatever. He goes, I could see myself being Dak Prescott this year, year one, like coming into the league and being ready to go. He looks like he's ready to go, like physically. Is yeah. it, is it he not right? Yeah. Well, I mean, most of these guys, I mean, you look at them physically, it's all there. But again, it's who who drafts you, what system you're going into, the, and the town surrounding you. And also, so how well look the at rookie. Prescott. Like takes in the fame, you know. Right. Some guys just can't take right. that. Right. your composure level. Yep. So you don't so win Dan. right away. Boom. Flop out. So Darren, you know? give, give me a top three, just for the exercise's sake. Quarterbacks. Yeah. Okay. Um. I mean. I I I'm not. I, I you gotta go Trubisky Watson and because those are the two top guys. But I really really like Davis Webb from Cal. Like I think I think he could I think he could be the best one out of the group. But to I, I say he's the best one, I mean over Trubisky and Watson, who are I mean, almost who are definitely getting that. drafted higher. Can't than say him, that. You know if um. I mean, you could say whatever you want. Dar- yeah, Dar- but, I mean, at the end of the day though, we'll, it, we'll, it has to be it has to uh, fold out, and I think. Davis Webb could be the best one out of all of them, though. I like what so I'm hearing. I'll leave, I'll leave it at that. If Donald and Rose were in this draft, how far would Watson and Trubisky fall? I was thinking about the same exercise, but back a year. Like, if Watson and Trubisky were in last year's draft, like, where would they fall? I need to be ahead of Goff. And I don't know about Wentz. No, nah, like, I don't think I they would have been. So. I don't no. think they would have been. Wentz and Goff were, like, top five picks, like, well, no matter had, what. Trubisky hadn't even and played the a thing game. With, yeah. And yeah. that's why I like Davis Webb so much, because Goff was the guy before him. He didn't, he was there, Davis Webb, but I'm, the guy, it just pains me to say this, he reminds me a lot of Aaron Rodgers, even though he goes, I'm not, he's going to be elite like Aaron right. Rodgers, right. but the guy, nobody really, like, you know, like, Watching cow him play, guy, big arm guy, guy can play the ball, where he can you, throw the ball around. Where do you think he goes? Where and when? Couple teams. No, uh, he can team. go anywhere. That guy, yeah, any team can take a quarterback round, in the late so round. So it's hard to say. First round, the you have an idea where the quarterbacks could go. So the teams need quarterbacks. Yeah. But I mean, the late round guys, it could be anybody. 
anybody could draft a quarterback and then want to develop. Him. How about this? How about the Vikings? Are you pretty sure they today they're not going to do the fifth option in Bridgewater? Yeah, they're not. So they, I think they do that. Zneek, they do that. Exploded. So they do that to the quarterback game. Bradford's on the last deal of his contract. I don't, even, I don't know if you bring him back. Yeah, so they are now a first round pick for Bradford. I mean, come on, what a you flop d- that was. They had they had a good start to last year. Right? <laughs> yeah, they had a good start. They're five. They're five Well, I'm going to give you my three and. I'm going to say Watson, Mahomes, and by default, Trubisky. And the reason I'm, I don't like Trubisky very much is because of the system he came out of in college. If you go and watch Mitch Trubisky highlights, Mitchell Trubisky highlights. Mitchell, yeah. Mitchell. Right? If you go watch his, his highlights, and if you do it right and watch game highlights from his only year of playing NCAA football, the amount of screen passes that the North Carolina offense runs is absurd. You know, very effective for them, right? It works. It works like a run play. But that what does that show me out of the quarterback? Not much. So his so so called, you know, good completion percentage and this and that gets shaded by the amount of screen passes that he get that he threw. This guy also played one year college ball. This guy also has been talked about as not a true leader, not a guy who is gonna get in the face of his teammates or gonna really push his teammates. I want a guy who's going to have a chip on his shoulder, be kind of a jerk, kind of a dick quarterback. You, you, you kind of need mask, that guy. pull you in and tell you, listen, man, you got to pull your own and do your job. Like, and you know, and not just you've go seen it out of Deshaun Watson. You've seen it out of Deshaun Watson. And I've heard Mahomes talk on a few different interviews now, and he was calm as anything, confident as anything. And he's cocky, the cocky little quarterback. He's a cocky yeah. quarterback. And he was saying how, yeah, you know, people see me move around like outside the pocket a lot. They say this and that, but like I, I could do anything. Like I, I could, I could work in the pocket, and I love that I could move outside the pocket because I'm gonna, I'm gonna extend plays and throw the ball downfield, keep my eyes there. I was like, I'm not trying to run, I'm just trying to make plays. And like what I heard from him on a couple different interviews really got me excited. That if my team got him, I would be pumped up about it. If I, my team got Mitchell Trubisky, I would be nervous. Yes, Mitchell Trubisky might have as much talent, if not more talent, than Mahomes. But I can, I can get behind. I can get behind Patrick Mahomes as my quarterback. Trubisky, I go, oh my God, what the hell is this guy going to be? So that's, and that's I feel bad for the Jets, uh, no, Cleveland, Cleveland or the Jets, Cleveland. man. I nah, don't know. I don't know. Do the, it. the Jets can go anywhere. Yeah. Like, let, let's be think, honest here. I you think, don't think you couldn't see the Jets taking a quarterback. Uh, back I would throw that in the beginning. I don't think. I don't think so now. They have. I think they have so many needs. Wait, wait, wait. For that, the exactly. Besides, besides running back, Matt right. Forte, like where, they could do anything. As New Yorkers and as host of the Sports Blog New York podcast, I'm hoping the Jets don't take a quarterback because I don't want to hear about it every day in my life. Oh, I don't want to turn. At on, least it won't be Tebow. All right, uh, true. Oh, I don't want to turn on Hunter right? Humpty, Michael K, <laughs> Francesca, even though he's gone soon. Boomer and Carton, Sports Blog New York podcast, because we're obviously in the conversation yeah, with all those shows obviously. I just named, but. I don't want to turn on these radio shows and hear about the Jets quarterback with Mitch Trubisky. I've heard enough. We're going to hear enough about Petty and Hackenberg anyway. Like, I don't need Trubisky in there making it all worse. And I'm not even a Jets fan. I I, it's, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> That's it. Dude, I just to touch up on the New York teams, I, I have no idea what the Jets would do in this draft. I can see them going anywhere. And uh, the Giants, I mean. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the little Jets and Giants. Yes, I'm glad you brought it up because that's, yeah, right? that's where we're going next. Nice, cool. All so right, what's your, so what's your feel? Giants, for I think if uh, I think if David and Joku, the tight end from Miami, no is brainer. still on the board at what do they get? Twenty three. I thought it was twenty five. All right, twenty three. Why don't you take that guy? Add him. Put him on your offense. 
or maybe I don't I don't maybe one of the three running backs will fall to them too. Put Dalvin Cook in their offense, you know. I think um that, that, Blunt, that, that, Blunt, he, could, he could be there, Blunt's but I think in Joku. I, yes, I think, I think it's Joku unfortunate could, for the Giants. Could fall all the way. Could if he falls all the way to them, I think it's an if over. If McCaffrey's there, you have to take him. No, no, he no, won't be there. Don't, no. He's not yeah, he won't be there. Yeah. He won't be there. He'll be gone before that. But wait, I, this is something you brought up early in the podcast that we haven't touched on again. This is a weak offensive lineman draft. If it wasn't, the Giants would consider getting an offensive lineman because obviously they need that. It's so not even Njoku worth it that way you is are. the next best thing because if you watch his highlights from Miami, and I'm pretty sure he's like a young football player, hasn't been playing for a, yeah. a, lo- a long period of his life. That guy can block. He's Bro, he's a big guy. He's got size. Teach some technique and stuff. You they know? used him in pass protection in Miami. Are you kidding me? And they also used him running down the field and catching bombs and just <laughs> running past everybody. That's and a that's, offense, and, that's, and he's a red zone Marshall, target day one. Odell, so we'll see. Him. Interesting for the Giants. They, I mean, their defense, their top top defense, and they had no, they really didn't have much tight end help last year. They could have used a linebacker. But Jerry Reese never drafted a linebacker in the first round, so I think it's off the table. That should that should that theory. If he has a theory of not taking linebackers in the first round, that needs theory. to be thrown out immediately. Because who are some of the linebackers you like? Oh, it, the linebacking class this year is stacked. Uh, Ruben Foster, Jets. he can go. He can go anywhere from two, two to with even with the new your, diluted your, sample that came boys. out at the combine, and he supposedly he's got a little bit of character problems. He can go late twenties. I am uh, from as being a Detroit Lions fan. If that guy is on the board at twenty to uh, twenty one, and you don't take him, you are out of your mind because he is a day one impact player, and there are so many there. But to, uh, also with Ruben Foster, Hassan Reddick from Temple. Yeah, I've heard great, I've heard great things about him. I think he's he's a hitter. He's a good player. But realistically, though, as I realistically as I brought up my Lions, what I think will possibly happen, Gerard Davis from Florida, another linebacker who is just a killer, and I think there's a better chance of him being on the board as opposed to anyone else, and I could see that happening for my team. And but the, the linebacking, they, there's so many guys. You're gonna get late. You're gonna get mid and late linebackers also. Like it's this draft, it's it's nuts. I bring it back to the Jets. I think Jets should take him at six. Ruben Foster. I think him and Lee, the quarter defense, they kind of like done their lightning. Lee's really fast. to cover anybody. Pretty sure like the league and tackles, the team and tackles last year. Yeah. You get Foster, just the guy who's barking at people, who knows where to put people who's in from Nick Saban's um, defense. I think, I know he might have little problems, but that's okay with me. I wouldn't, I think if you don't take him, you could, you got it real quick. And I just want to say, um, for the linebackers though, the, at the Giants, let's, let's, they could take TJ Watt. You know, yeah. he might be there on the board He'll still. They could they could take an outside linebacker. That poor T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt is going to be a good player. I want T.J. Watt there. J.J. Watt said he's more NFL ready NFL than he was. He's yeah, he probably saying the opposite. The poor I mean, bastard yeah, will never on, get out of the shadow. Imagine if he Sucks. really th- thought that though. Yeah. J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt was delivering pizzas before he was in getting playing football. <laughs> well, well, I saw I saw an Instagram post, and this is a quick aside. And Joe, I want to go to you on your New York picks, and then your 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 team picks. We'll go to that real quick next. I saw a thing. It was had side by side of TJ Watts, um, you know, forty bench, this weight size, whatever. Measurables. Next to JJ Watts, 
and they were comparing them like they're really? comparable. They're different positions. Oh yeah, JJ Watt was yeah, a defensive yeah, yeah, yeah. lineman. Oh, He's a linebacker. Close. Oh no, yeah. TJ Watts is better. He's fat. But but TJ Watt is, could he, rush the passer as well. With the thigh. Yeah, but he's not as big as JJ. No, I'm, I'm not so saying like, that. How, you can't compare them. He, he, I know. They're you different can't. positions. Completely different. It's yeah. You, JJ Watt is strictly hand in the ground rushing the quarterback. But TJ Watt could. He's not going to put his hand in the ground, but he'll rush the quarterback, get you get you a sack, and also drop back in coverage and 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 play great. You know where he's, he's coming from. Too. We got a family coming from. We know we're gonna. JJ's not going to let him slide. Maybe TJ will go on part of my take. <laughs> 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 Joe, how are you feeling about the New York picks and then your team's picks? Oh, uh, I agree with you guys about Njoku, the tight end for the Giants. Um, now, if one of the better offensive linemen does happen to fall to 23, I think the Giants obviously need some O-line help because having Eric Flowers there is just not cutting it. Uh, the Jets, I think the best move for the Jets would be to trade back. I don't think at 6 they're going to get the impact player that they necessarily want. Like, I don't think taking O.J. Howard at 6 would be great for them. Um, I don't love taking cornerbacks that early. I think they could slide back maybe with Cleveland at 12 and then pick up another draft pick from them or two. Because I think right now they just need to stockpile picks because their roster is completely depleted. Those are the two teams that I think could possibly be trading or something like that. Somewhere to go down. Jets. Well, what about Tennessee? What if Tennessee? What if Cleveland feels the Jets might take a quarterback that they want, and they have to jump the Jets? I don't think they Tennessee trade back again. I don't know. I just don't think any of these quarterbacks should go, should go near the top ten. Well, and on um, Cowboys. Yeah, Joe, the boys. The boys. Um, they definitely need some help at corner. They're a little depleted Stat there. Drift. They lost Brandon Carr. So I, I think you can – obviously you're not going to get the top two guys. I don't think Lattimore and Humphrey will be there. But a guy like Adore Jackson from USC I think is very talented. Um, Tease Tarver from Florida. Now, I don't know what's going to happen with Conley from Ohio State with everything yeah. that's coming out now. I like Quincy Wilson a little bit better, but though, from Florida. Quincy Wilson, He's another one. Kevin, Kevin King from Washington. Who's the guy for Iowa? He's good. good. Desmond King, and your name is? Got also he's not a first-round pick, but he's Sidney like Jones, even though he tore his ACL. Yeah, they said he he's might also be back Washington to camp. Yeah. He's yeah, first-round pick. Achilles? Now, the thing with Conley is I could see Dallas taking him maybe in the second or third round, only because they did this whole thing already with Lyle Collins a couple of years ago. And that and, actually and worked out well for them. Who, they, they did it with, um, with Jaylen, well. Jalen Smith was injured. The, who's the linebacker though? Jalen Smith from, from Notre Dame. Oh, he um, had problems too. Yeah, but he's he's gone now. But what was his name? Craig Hardy. <sighs> no, I can't remember. They take these guys from the grass. Uh, yeah, I know who's talking about. I can't remember, about. but yeah, they took they've taken guys. But yeah, Dallas needs help at corner, and they they need a pass rusher bet. If T.J. Watt was there, I'd love for them to get T.J. Watt. I just thought of a parallel. Hearing Joe talk about the cornerbacks, and you were talking about the linebackers before, right? You said you don't like reaching for a corner that early in the first round. 100% no. agree. This reminds me a lot of last year when the Giants had, what, 11 pick for when they got Eli Apple? 12, what was it? Yeah, 10, 10 or 11. 10 or 11. Either I, way. There are five, six, maybe even seven guys in this draft that I like I like better than Eli Apple. But, but I wouldn't take them in at 12 because it all depends on the draft. Last year, the corners weren't that deep. This year, the corners exactly. are very deep. But what was deep last year? Wide receivers. So in my head before the draft, I thought to the about the Giants. I was like, I would love you know Fuller. Um, who were the other? Doxson. Doxson. Yeah. What was the third guy? Uh, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. Some guy went top. There was top top. There was a couple guys in the first round. Fuller, Michael Thomas. Uh, th- these guys were in my head. I wanted. I Fuller was actually one of the guys I really wanted. And I was like, the Giants should get a receiver. One of these first guys is going to be a stud. We're going to have a great receiving core next year. They took Eli Apple. I go, ooh, man, whatever, fine, maybe he'll be okay. And they got Sterling Shepard in the second round, who is a very, very quality NFL receiver. Yeah. So if this cornerback draft is as deep as you guys say, 
why the hell would you waste a sixth pick if you're the Jets or you know a top ten pick on a corner when you got a guy who might be just a smidge not as good and you're gonna get him mid second round third round because that's the deep the deepness it's that I'm so hearing from deep. you guys. You can get you can get tier top tier corners in the fourth fifth round, but also the safety class too. Yeah. I think Jamal Adams. The safety from LSU, he might be the best player in the draft. I think he's the, the best player in the draft. Like, like, he's a great job. Yeah, I agree. I think he's, he's the best player he's, in the draft. He's unbelievable, yeah. that guy. He's going to come in day one and just change a defense by his presence being there. I he's agree. a ball hawk. He's a hitter. He comes into the box and he'll he'll stop the run. He'll 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 he's like he like Ed Reed reminds me of. Yeah, yeah. You can hit there's it too. A, and there's a lot of other guys. Malik Hooker. Oh yeah, I was another just, Ohio State guy. Just thinking of him. What a secondary they had, huh? Jesus Christ, three. Two corners and a safe. Conley, Conley, Lattimore, and Hooker. Oh, <laughs> my God. But Washington, though. Washington yeah, had... King uh, and Sidney Jones. And, and Buda Baker. Yeah. Buda Baker. Is the guy the really cast guy? The Connecticut, Connecticut guy I'm thinking of. The oh, guy, the Connecticut the guy. He's, um, yeah, I watched his, his tape. He's not special. Melifon Mel, uh, something yeah. like that. He's got a crazy name. But yeah. he's a big guy, too. He's a big hitter, too. The safety class is really deep. I mean, at, if I were the Jets... He won't be there. I... I the tight end class is really deep, but I think the drop off between the the top tight end and the middle bottom tight ends, but don't, they're not middle bottom tight ends. They're very good players. I think the Jets should take OJ Howard, even though it's even though it's really OJ Howard like is a very good player. And if they have a serious problem at tight end, eighteen catches, it, it's I. My, my team took Eric Ebron at ten, so like I'm not I'm not excited about out. that. It started to put the pan same off, time, though. OJ Howard, uh, Ebron. Yeah, didn't he have a good year last he, year? He he had a better year. He's he's showed a little bit more consistency, but I wouldn't be shocked if the Lions took in Joku at twenty one. Also, like he's another guy. I, I I wouldn't be shocked if he was on the board they took. And uh, I'll defend OJ yeah. Howard. The Jets obviously. OJ Howard is a. Stunt. They're gonna have either Petty or Hackerberg or maybe someone else. Who knows? But these guys need something to throw to. And OJ Howard be defense a, too. They need yeah, so many yeah, areas. I re- it's you. We're talking about the New York teams for a little bit. I I don't even want to touch up on the Jets. I don't even know who they're gonna take. They can go anywhere. I don't know I who the 49ers take. The, the, so a lot there was there was some bad football. We thought let's go Come down on. a little bit from the linebacker to defensive lineman. You got Solomon Thomas and Jonathan Allen. Miles Garrett too. Well, Miles, we is, know, know we well, touched a, up on him. Wait, but wait, these two, really these two are. Is there the any world where Miles Garrett doesn't get picked with the first pick? Yes, yeah, yeah, Cleveland Browns. The Browns. Yeah. the Browns can do anything. What would the Browns do? Well, say like even if the Browns traded the first pick, the Browns go Trubisky. Oh my God! Are you kidding me? I am not kidding you. I would not be shocked. And their mentality would be, oh, we we have twelve also. We'll get. Can I give something that raised my raised my eyebrow today? They said today we don't take Miles Garrett. We've known we were going to pick for two weeks. The whole world thought you picking Garrett in October. What do you mean for the last two weeks? You know, weeks. So you know, off friend of the podcast, Kevin Kennedy knew they were picking Miles Garrett three years ago. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> he knew they were going to be getting the first pick. Still, <laughs> he's a Browns fan, so he gets more than I know. That's so, like, oh, we know for two weeks. We know maybe that means oh, we evaluate everybody. Like we know who we're picking, but like it's weird. It was a weird way they put it. That is weird. That is very weird. Uh, who I forget who said it before. The Eagles made a statement recently. Oh yeah. They, they, oh, I'm gonna take uh, either the best uh, defensive player available or the best offensive playmaker. Yeah. Like, oh, so anybody in the draft? It's <laughs> not a kicker. They're not picking a kicker or a punter. Yes, or a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, or a quarterback. <laughs> defensive ends though, uh, Derek Barnett from Tennessee. I think he might be the best pure I think defensive he's just end as good as pass Garrett rusher. Is. Uh, uh, I think he's just as good as Garrett is. I don't, I if don't a four-three team though. needs a defensive end, he's your guy. But then what about? Um, Jonathan Allen and Solomon Thomas. Solomon Thomas. They can play defensive yeah. tackle or end. 
Don't Alan has a little arthritis problem. I'm really intrigued, but it, it's it's re- it's really interesting to see where all these guys are gonna go. Alan has so much talent. Alan was a highly ranked player, like number two in but people's boards. Di- diversity. You yeah. could play defensive tackle. Day one. And he showed his defensive end. You see him on the one. tape in Alabama, in the Clemson game, and like the, it's the, the final four game, whatever. He had a lot of studs around the nullets. Like, oh, no, he was studs he everywhere. He was hitting the guards. He was, he was getting it to the quarterback. What about Cam Robinson? Flip it over to the offensive line. Yeah, He's I, one of the he only might, linemen that I'm he, like, he really guarded, familiar with. He got the him only tackle there. that I like, think is going to be like, like, Sure, sure. Yeah, he's gonna. He's a he's a starting left uh, and left right tackle in the Minsky, NFL. Is that a guy? Might he fall though? I heard he might fall pretty far because uh, some off the field stuff and. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if it happened. But the Giants, you kick Larry the guard at right tackle. He would not be at twenty one. But uh, what, what, I don't hey, like will be twenty one. I'm sorry. Twenty three. I, I, I can't. I'm too excited. Twenty three. He'll be there. Twenty three. I think. Twenty. He wouldn't. I don't know. Yeah. There'll be a talent wise, guys. apparently he's top five, top ten. Yeah, but apparently draft wise, top five talent. Where's he gonna go? Is he could he fall twenty? I don't think so. But I mean, that's well, let's be real. Situation. Let's be real, right? We're we're in. A, we're, let's put ourselves inside of a team's coaches, GM, mm-hmm. you know, conference we're, conference room, right? Nice. I, like we're so, I like this. We're in the war. Yeah, we're in the war room right now, and we're talking about who we want to pick at to pick a number pretty early, number five, right? We're at number five, and Ruben Foster's on the board. And I'm the defensive coordinator or somebody who has a say in the defense. Defensive coach. Defense, any, any sort of defensive coach. How in your right mind do you not put all your chips on that guy? It's, it's tough, though, because if think, Jamal Adams is some miracle, I'm okay. still on the board at five. Uh, I'm fair. sorry, Ruben Foster, but I'm calling. I'm calling Jamal Adams and You're telling him he's, he's a member of my team. But wait, that's my, the, Which that's a fair I, point. I don't think the five against Tennessee because Tennessee is a very weird situation. Because I just think five is random number. I don't know, but I'm saying like they they need a wide receiver, right? Is, is Mike Williams or um, Corey Davis worth number five pick? I no. love Corey Davis, but they need. A, do you agree they need a weapon? They, Somebody throw they them? really need a weapon. Back. So do they even? They say, hey, screw the big board. Sean Matthews played good for shit, but I agree. We got to give a guy Mariota a big target weapon. Let's um, go receiver at five. Then we get either 15, 16, maybe go defensive. Best player available. Their best receiver is Delaney Walker. Yeah, yeah. Their receivers are terrible, but they also have the 18 pick, so that's why I don't think they would take at five. Because I think at 18, you'll either have Davis, Williams, or John Ross there. So that's the only reason why I don't think they'll reach at five. Back back, back to the war room. So we go about Ruben Foster. Are any coaches saying, oh, I don't think I want that guy because of what he did at the combine? Um, Do you think anybody says yeah, that? Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's a diluted sample. Like some, No, uh, that some, was Foster? And the hospital, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You talk about the hospital. I was, and, I was thinking Jameer Peppers. He, he left the combine. He flipped on the nurses right, or something right. like that. But he came out, apologized after. Obviously, you apologize after the fact. But he flipped out on the nurse. He didn't want to be there. He didn't like the way whatever was happening. And the, the sample came up diluted. I'm sure there's definitely a GM out there that says, I don't want that guy. Right. But I'm at the same about, time, if you're watching Strictly Tape, What about a coach? No That's what I'm saying. Coach, do you think coaches care about that? I mean, I don't think G- coaches care about that. I think GMs that. care more about that than, than coaches do. I think the coach wants the best player because they want to win. But the GM is might be thinking long term. Is thinking more long term about it and stuff. You know, so I think if, if that was the situation, that's how it would be. Really interesting stuff. We're closing in on 55 minutes, so we're not going to be too much longer. This is Sports Blog New York Podcast. Hopefully you guys liked the episode so far today. We're hanging out for another couple of minutes. Some final thoughts for everybody uh, to close out. But, again, if you liked what you've been hearing, leave a rating review on iTunes and Google Play. Sports Blog New York Podcast. Go to sportsblognewyork.com. Click on the podcast tab. Any of those articles will lead you in the right direction. Diane, I see you have a big board. 
I talk yes. about maybe some second or third round picks. When, what Jabril Peppers? We just brought him up yeah. for, for bad reason. Interesting guy though. I think he's interesting guy. I don't. I don't yeah. want to be the guy to talk about Jabril Peppers. To be totally honest, because I'm. I'm. I don't. I don't want to sound like a hater. I'm not a fan. That's fine. I mean, I, I could be totally wrong. At the end of the day, he could. He could be the most diverse defensive player we've ever seen and come in and be amazing. But I mean, I. I. I, I Lions fan. I root for Michigan. I've watched him. I. I. I very, very good college player. Exactly. I like that he was on offense. That's sick. Come on, that's that's crazy. That's he's running the ball. How can you not yes. get behind that guy? But he's going to be in the NFL. I don't know where he's going to land, and he's going to be a safety. But like I said, there are so many more safeties that I like better than that are day one going to players is- that are going to play, and you're going to get these guys in the third, second round, like you're saying. If um, the if the safety from UConn, the Melifonwu, uh, his name is absolutely nuts. He's there. <laughs> uh, it is Ob something. If he's there in the third, the second guy. round, I don't think he'll be there in third round. Something like that. You take that. Guy. You take him before Jabril Peppers as a safety. As a 100%. safety, hundred percent. My is it? Am I crazy to think that Jabril Peppers would be better off as an offensive player? It's like, um, I think so. I mean, he's. I don't know though. I mean, you he, see that guy. He move. wasn't bad on offense. You see that guy Kick move with the ball in his hand. He's and a you playmaker. Say, wow, maybe that guy has some upside with the ball in his hand. Can he run a route? Can he catch? It's really tough to tell. But the guy's dynamic. I don't he know. He was listed as a linebacker at the combine. He said he's a safety. <laughs> I think he should just be labeled as a playmaker because I th- he made plays. I but don't know how he's going to transition to the NFL. That's why I'm, I don't know about him. That's why I would take about five, six guys, other safeties before him. Possibly the, more. The, the, the safety from UConn. He won't fall that much. I think uh, Adams is the best player in the draft. Malik Hooker is, uh, is right behind him. But and also Marcus Williams from Utah, another guy who's going to be there second, third round. I think there's two possibilities here with Jabir Preppers. Two po- two overarching possibilities. One, a good team in a second, third, fourth round says we don't really have much to lose with this pick. We think we can he'll, try he'll maybe develop this guy. He'll be there in the second round. He, he, I'm just saying, hypothetical. Mid second round. A good round, team says, hey, let's take a chance on him because he's dynamic. Maybe we can make something of it. Or There'll be a bad team that's desperate and takes him and will ruin his career. It should be totally how you put it. It should not be that bad team taking a chance. But it might be is my my point. (laughs) I know, but like at the same time, like it's crazy to think. If he – you want to see the guy succeed, you want to see him go to – Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh or, or New England, New England Seattle, something like that. You know, you know he's gonna be good immediately. A team or that can Green you know, Bay, come on, teach he's him a little bit. Yeah, if he went to Green Bay or something like that. Like I could never. He see went to the Jets that. in the second round. <laughs> it all depends. That's a desperate. That's Browns a desperate pick. Him, yeah, but Jets need playmakers, like we said. So kind of, you could defend it why they picked him. You know? Oh it's, yeah, of course. I mean, and you could defend it because he's super dynamic. You yeah. know, but I just want to say one one linebacker, outside linebacker. I love. That I want to be on record saying, talking this guy up, Tyus Bowser from Houston, monster. Tyus Bowser, that's a name. Nobody really knows him. He's going to be a later round pick, fourth, fifth round, maybe, maybe even a little later. Won't be a top three round pick. Guy can play football. All right, I want to. But um, before we end this, top four quarterbacks. Where do they go? Quick, top of your dome. Watson, Kaiser, Trubisky, and Mahomes. Watson they, to Jacksonville. Ooh, I Ooh. like that. Everything one. else is a damn toss up to me. Yeah. I think the Cardinals took a quarterback. I think, think Trubisky's going to land somewhere. Mahomes with the took. They'll, Arizona. they'll take him at 12. Mahomes, Arizona? Mahomes, yeah, Arizona. I agree with that. I'll go Mahomes, Arizona. Trubisky, undrafted. I'm kidding. I'll go Trubisky. I'm just hate them the Bradley. Yeah. Oh, I would Cleveland. love Davis Webb, Lions, back him up, you know? 
put him on the bench. That's my that's my dream scenario because I, I love Davis Webb. I know. I, I, I'm a big fan. <laughs> it's a lot, yeah, of, a lot of those guys. But And then there's also a lot of those guys that come in the league and then flop out. Or never play. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you like, know what I mean? You know, I love Nate Davis. That guy stunk. But I loved him in college and I rooted for him so hard. I don't even know who that is. He wore, he wore gloves and that's the only reason why I loved him. He <laughs> threw the ball with gloves in college. It was crazy. <laughs> I, that's were the only reason a, I loved him. Were you a Kurt Warner fan? <sighs> Kurt Warner made those gloves look good. Yeah. <laughs> they made them look good. All right, final point. Joe, you got anything? Um, you know, I really enjoy watching the draft. Uh, one thing I hate is when ESPN tells you who's getting picked before Not the commissioner before, before comes before up me. and I mean, do too. gives I do the envelope. Twitter. Don't go on Twitter. You can't go on Twitter. And, you know, I don't want to see the guys, you know, showing the camera after the guy's on the phone, you know, about to get picked. I want to give the commissioner to read the envelope, say who it is. I want to be shocked. You know, I don't want to know who it is before. That takes away everything from watching the draft. This is my – I like that, but that's a really good point. But this is my dream scenario. First pick when Roger Goodell comes out, like for some reason everybody just decides to cheer him. Just like really throw <laughs> him out. Just, just, just like throw him out. Not in Philly. No way in Philly. <laughs> no, wait, wait. <laughs> but just think about this. Imagine he walks out to like great cheers. Everyone's like, yeah, Goodell. He's going to get thrown off his game and then pick two right back. Huge boost. <laughs> I think that would be hilarious, <laughs> but it's obviously not going to happen. I am proud to say I am someone who has had the chance and opportunity to boo Roger Goodell <laughs> while they were at the NFL draft, and I enjoyed every second of it. Every pick, too? I, no, no. When he first I, – I, I Well, mean, the Lions were early in the draft, so he probably left. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually stood the whole time, but I don't want to get off topic, but I've, I've booed him, and I'm proud to say I have. But I, I want to say I've never thought I would be on a New York sports podcast – at, at all. So, I mean... Recurring guest. Yes. <laughs> the Detroit Lions fan. Yeah, we yes. like... This is the thing, though. He's a Mets fan. He can talk Mets. We like yes. to bring in guys who have different perspectives because I like the Giants. Phil's wearing a Jets hat over there. Joe's a Cowboys fan. The different perspectives is important for New York, for a lot of New York fans because New York fans have their own bias that's like, New York's always the way to go. And we need to be put in our place sometimes. I'm a Knicks fan. I need to be put in my place by 29 other franchises. You know what I'm saying? So thank you for coming on. You did a phenomenal job. Hey, I you tried, know? you know? Of course. Um, to wrap it up, I think, um, first of all, if you have a chance to go to the NFL Drafts a weekend, uh, you, you, when you went, they didn't do the like I went to Chicago last year. I was lucky to be in Chicago at the time, not for the draft. They set up like a whole block of just cool things to do. So if it comes back to New York, I think NFL's going to have a tour of the draft. Yes. So I think it'll be in LA soon because they, they did a LA. lot more with the draft yeah. this year. So if you have a chance to go, years, definitely just go to the draft. But I think for um, the Jets, it's going to be very hard to to not like they have to pick the best player they could get. Let me ask you a question. Every position. What are the odds you're happy with their first pick? Um, I think I think, I believe they're going to pick the right guy. I like a lot of people. So okay. For them to mess up, you have to. I'm glad you're. Uh, something out of your ass. You got to Trubisky. I'm glad yeah. you feel Give that. Way. Oh my god, they would riot. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, I just think uh, the Jets and Giants, the right players could be there for them. Hopefully, it is. And for the whole draft the total, um, like Joe said, I like being surprised. I like knowing, you know, it's going to be fun. It's fun. One of the fun nights in the NFL. I agree. It's going to be It's gonna be a good time. And anyone who's a Rangers fan, just listen to this whole podcast. Great sports And night, probably though. says, screw you for not talking about the Rangers. Well, I'm sorry. Except I'm not really that sorry. But this is all we got. This is Sports Blog New York Podcast. I'm Phil DeMeo. Joe Starback. I'm Darren Carbone. I'm Peter Kennedy. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. Subscribe, rate, review.